Greetings and welcome to episode 10 of Hearing in Colour with your host Matt Simon. Today I'm going to be discussing dimensions and high dimensions in the third dimension and how it would look, how you'd see things, how things appear in those dimensions. Possibly. Let's start with the first dimension. First dimension would just be a point which technically has no dimensions. If we then take that dot and stretch it from the top and bottom, you draw out a vertical line. Now this has one dimension, which would be length. We can now take this line and drag it across the second dimension, which is width, and now we have a square. So this now has one face, it has four edges and four corners. It is now a two-dimensional object. If we now take this square, like a folded laundry basket, and pull it up, we can now drag this into a cube. So this cube now has six faces, 12 edges, and eight corners. It's now a three-dimensional object. All the edges and corners are still at right angles to each other. So the corners are just points, they don't have a dimension. The edges are one-dimensional, they have length. The faces, are, or the panels, are two-dimensional. And the cube itself is three-dimensional. We can say that a square is made of four lines, a cube is made of six squares, and then this is where it starts to get weird. How do we take it further? Can we go up to a fourth dimensional object? This seems a bit weird and it's extremely hard to visualize because we live in a 3D world, but this is known as a hypercube or a tesseract. We can mathematically work out that a hypercube or a four dimensional cube would have 16 corners, 32 edges, 24 faces, and be made up of eight cubes. This can be extremely hard to visualize. If you look at some pictures online, it's generally described as like a square bubble inside another square bubble with some support structures going from the small square to the outside one. It's also very hard to think of this because we can only think in 3D. If you think of a square, it's very easy to see that because it's a two-dimensional object. A cube, you can't see all of it, but something like a dice, you could turn it around in your mind and see all the faces. A 4D object is quite a leap and it's very hard to imagine what that's like because we don't perceive things in four dimensions. To a degree we can see all of a 3D object a bit. So imagine if we take a cardboard box and then you flatten it out. This is called a net, uh, like a pattern of a shape. This cardboard box might look like a cross, so it would have four cardboard squares in a line and then to the side there would be two squares. If this is laid down flat we can see all of the squares but we're still not seeing all of the object because to see the entirety of this empty cardboard box you'd have to see both the upside and the downside at the same time. Perhaps one way to achieve this would be with some special goggles. So if we had the flat cardboard box laid vertically in front of you with the edge facing you, if you could then have some cameras going out left and right so they'd both see different image of the box and then somehow combine that, that would possibly be a way to see in 3D, although that would probably hurt your brain. So a hypercube is one dimension up from a cube. So the folding pattern is made not from squares, but made from cubes, and it's eight cubes. So if you imagine four boxes stacked up vertically like a tower, and then on the third level, four more boxes at each right angle. So this is like a 3D cross, but instead of two spokes, there's four coming out. This can then apparently be folded into a hypercube, which is a bit of a, an imaginary mess. Our vision is basically two-dimensional, and we can do a 2D representation, let's call this a picture, of a 3D object, which is an approximation. So if I see a dog, I can see what it looks like from one side, 
I can imagine what it looks like from the other side, and in my mind's eye, because I understand three dimensions, I can rotate that wireframe model around, but I can only see one angle of it. I'd have to have four-dimensional sight to be able to see it from three dimensions. Perhaps then we could make a 3D sculpture of a four-dimensional object. Um, people have tried, but it still looks a little bit weird. So cubes and hypercubes are multi-dimensional squares. Can we do this with circles? Well, from a point that has no dimensions, a two-dimensional circle is, we just call that a circle. If we then rotate that through the third dimension, we have a sphere, just a solid ball. If we then rotate that again, we then get a hypersphere. And you can use maths to work out the formula of the surface area and the volume, but again, it's very hard to imagine what that looks like. It's a bit of a cross between, looks like a, a donut or a ball with a hole shot through it and some curved edges, but very, very strange and very hard to imagine. So we live in the third dimension, and assuming there are four-dimensional beings, quite an assumption, I realise, they'd be able to perceive the entirety of a 3D object from their four-dimensional point of view. So we exist in the third dimension, we are three-dimensional, what if there was beings that existed in the first dimension or the second dimension? If a world was one-dimensional, then the entire world would just be a line, and any intelligences or beings in that world would just be points along the line. So imagine lots of train carriages on the same track. They wouldn't be able to go anywhere or go above each other or round, so it'd be a very boring world and <laughs> quite a boring literary device. Two dimensions, that's a bit more interesting, and someone wrote a book about this called Flatlands. There was Edwin Abbott Abbott, apparently he had the same middle and last name, and there's a thought experiment basically saying, what if these people were two-dimensional and they lived in a place called Flatland? It was also a social commentary on Victorian England, but I won't go too much into that. So but basically, the some of the lower classes were pointy shapes, like isosceles triangle, the women were just lines, apparently, and so when they were... Imagine the whole thing is laid out on a desk, and you can see just everything is on this single plane. The women are lines, for some reason, and if they went too fast towards someone, they could impale them, so they had to talk as they were going along. It's like beeping your heart, car as you go over a bridge. Then, as it went up the caste system, the squares were like the middle class, and then high levels were polygons, like numbers... Uh, shapes with higher numbers like hexagons and up and up. The highest class was multiple corners and edges to the point where it looks like a circle. In 3D, we perceive in 2D. So in 2D, they perceive in one-dimensionals. So what would they see for the other people coming up to them? They'd see basically just things would be a line. This would have, in theory, infinite thinness or no width, but the purpose of illustration, let's assume that everything is one pixel thick, so you can see colours and you just basically see a thin line for someone else. Of course you can't see the back of someone, so uh, what these characters have to do, touch is very important, so they could go all the way around someone to figure out are they a square, a circle or a triangle. Us being three-dimensional beings, we could look down on this like gods and see the entire world completely, whereas they'd only be able to see from their very narrow perspective. It would look like a board game to us, and we'd be able to see the entire layout, see inside people's houses, which of course would be a bit like a computer game, so just rooms to walk into, but no stairs or depth. We'd also be able to see the entirety of the, the beings there, we'd be able to see inside their bodies essentially, because they're two-dimensional, so we could see their edge and what's inside. 
the book is basically just a fun thought experiment. It doesn't go too much into how things would actually exist, but these 2D beings would not be able to utilize a digestive tract. They'd have to absorb things like amoeba, because they, if they had a pipe that was going from their mouth to their butthole, that would have to be completely open. And if it was completely open, then the two sides of the, the being would fall apart. So they'd have to use maybe a valve system, like locks on a canal, <laughs> perhaps. Just an idea. Anyway, so in the story, this two-dimensional person is visited by a three-dimensional entity and communicates to them, says, do you not realize that you are two-dimensional? But the two-dimensional person has no concept of up or down. So if the three-dimensional person, they'd be able to see the entirety of the 2D person's body, all the rooms in the house, all the objects and everything in the world. So it'd be very hard for the two-dimensional person to understand how they could look inside things. If the 3D person flipped over the 2D person, then the 2D person would become a mirror image of themselves. Would this mean that if a 3D object was rotated through the four dimensions, through the fourth dimension, then you would become a mirror image of yourself. That's strange. So the 2D person is then raised up and then they can see for the first time the two-dimensional world from a two-dimensional perspective. They can see all the two dimensions at once because they are now looking from the third dimension. And this obviously blows their tiny minds. And afterwards they come down and try and explain it to their friends, but without the vocabulary they don't have the word presumably up or down and it's very hard for them to express how it looks from that other dimension and it must also have been cripplingly depressing as well being able to imagine what things look like from the third dimension when you're back in the two dimensions but you'd still have an immensely expanded uh, world view because you'd be able to see things like a map instead of lines how would a 3d object be perceived in a 2d world let's take an object like uh, a carrot and imagine that the 2d world is like a sheet of paper if you were to push this carrot through the paper, how would this appear to a flat person? A carrot presumably would first appear as an orange point and then expand into an orange circle. And the flat people wouldn't be immediately aware that it was a circle. They'd have to go around it and presumably feel it just to make sure that it is round. It would only appear to us as a circle because we can see down. If this carrot was then pushed all the way through the paper, to the people in Flatland, it would appear as a dot appearing from nowhere because it wouldn't come into the room like a normal person would. It would expand gradually and then rapidly decline in size and disappear. Seems it's just a carrot without the green bits on top. This is an object being rotated through or manipulated through the third dimension. So if we were in the third dimension like we are now, and someone moved an object through the fourth dimension of space, how would it appear to us? Presumably, if you take an object like, say, a coffee cup, that would appear to, well, appear out of nowhere, grow larger in size, and then diminish as it was moved out of our view. This seems incredibly weird, but apparently that's how it works. Time for a quick ad. Do you like free money? Who doesn't? Sign up today for a free Crypto.com debit card and you and I get $25 each. Also, you get between 1% and 8% cashback in crypto. Link in the show notes. A 4D person would be able to perceive all your 3D makeup in itself. They'd be able to see, so presumably they'd be able to see 
all the inside, all the outsides, all at once. And this would appear probably differently to how you'd imagine, because if you imagine it from a 3D perspective, you'd have x-ray vision, but you're still only seeing it from one point of view because our eyes are together. How would it look if, for example, a person was in a scanner and there was multiple cameras all around them, and then that was created, all the images were taken, and that was then compiled into like a big multi-composite image? How would that look? Is there any precedence in art? Yes, I believe so. The Cubism uh, movement, which is most popularized by Picasso, I believe they were, well, the name Cubism came from initially they were taking a picture and breaking it into small chunks like squares, so it's like a mosaic, and then rearranging those. The weird pictures where it looks like someone's broken up or you see angles of a person which you wouldn't normally see from that perspective. I think it's them trying to show what the object looks like from essentially a high dimension. You're trying to show all the object just from a 2D plane. I'm sure you've seen pictures of Picasso drawing women where their eyes are on both sides of the face. You wouldn't normally see both eyes if you're looking from a side view, but if you had 3D vision, like true 3D vision, you could see the person from all the angles. What would it look like? Going back to the flat pack box, if you could see all the angles together, it would look differently from just the box when it was made up into its uh, full functional form. So presuming you'd see an object and it would look different to how it would look in a lower dimension. So you'd have to do some mental work to basically put it back together into what you would be more familiar with. If we take this analogy to a beach ball, we basically see it as a 2D object. We see a flat picture. We can only see one side of the ball. Whereas if someone had a vision where they could see that 3D object from all the angles, would they see it as like a flat, like imagine an orange peel off an orange and you've got it all in one, but it's laid out flat. So it looks a bit strange, but then you'd be able to see that and the underside and the inside at the same time as well. It would look very different to a 4D person. Now, has this been done by people in the past? Well, maybe. If we go back again to the theosophy movement, Charles Leadbeater wrote a series of books uh, somewhere, the astral plane, the mental plane, the buddhic plane, all these higher planes, like dimensions of existence, and wrote quite detailed descriptions of his experiences and his research into this, basically through meditation. They used their psychic vision, or maybe they didn't, and maybe they were all lunatics, but um, they what they perceived through their meditations and astral projection and all these spiritual tools and faculties essentially, they wrote these treaties on what the higher dimensions looked like and how they appeared. Uh, it's quite interesting because in one section of the book he says, if you are in this dimension then you are then in the fourth dimension and people consider fourth dimension to be time but this is considering a new dimension of existence where it's got four spatial dimensions and then the dimension of time as well which apparently runs differently as well but back to the 4D. So he said if you saw a 3D object you'd be able to see all the angles and all the insides of it so it would look very different and it might take you a while to realize what you're actually looking at. So this would be the astral plane with lots of energies, auras, thought forms and all sorts of things swirling around and he does mention that if you take some drugs to get there which is a bad idea it's you basically just show this puppet show of random BS basically and if you don't really know what you're looking at it can be very confusing so they recommended doing it under the supervision and tuition of someone more experienced. 
This would help you recognize that you're not seeing things as you normally would in the third dimension and some things are reversed, flipped around. Things will look very different and apparently more exciting because without the physical limitations you can then perceive colors outside the normal visible spectrum of light. This of course may or may not be real but it's very interesting to think about. So many people have tried this through meditation and many people have of course tried it through pharmaceutical means. And when I was at music college, as a friend of mine, and she was also very interested in this kind of thing, and went around to her place, and I have to admit, we did consume a marijuana. Did I see in four dimensions? I think maybe a bit, yeah. Just briefly close one of your eyes and look around at your surroundings. Then open the other eye, and you'll see that the vision pops into a stereo field. You're really seeing in not true 3D, but it definitely feels more wide than just with one eye. Imagine if you had another eye, maybe like a third eye, and you could then open again and then the world would fold out again. It was a bit jarring as well. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen those magic eye pictures, uh, I think they're called stereograms. Basically it looks like a blurred computer image, just of the pattern, and then you hold it close to your face with your eyes crossed and then it jumps out into a 3D image. If you've never seen these, imagine you have, uh, say, a little movie set set up and you've got some white sculptures, let's just say a table and a chair. And if you took a photo of those, you just see white and you'd see it would look like a 3D object. If you then projected uh, a color, let's say like the pattern of a carpet across those white objects, they'd still appear to have the depth, but the pattern would be spread across those. So when you look at the picture, it's got this pattern and you can see nothing but just flat. And then as you cross your eyes, it moves and then it like jumps back into a 3D image with the pattern of the picture spread over like light across these what looks like 3D sculptures. I honestly couldn't say that I saw properly in 4D, but something felt a bit jarring like I had my normal vision, which was then extended. It felt like the room was folding out partly and I couldn't clearly see it. There's the window looking out into the street, and I was aware of that, but also it was a bit like a fireplace. There was more space and more structure folding away from it. Yes, this was a chemically enhanced moment, um, and my brain <laughs> couldn't quite process it, but it's a bit like when I first looked at those 3D pictures. It wasn't quite there, but it was. I could see there was some more depth and dimension than had previously been. So this was like I was looking at the room and things around and it was almost like it was folding out again, like there was more, yeah, just more dimensions. It was less flat, even though it wasn't flat. It seemed like there was more, more there. It's a bit like a Marvel or a sci-fi film where they're standing somewhere and then someone just like rips open the sky or the air to pull out a portal somewhere and suddenly there's dimension where there wasn't dimension before. Very hard to describe, but it felt a bit like that. Of course, meditation is the best way to go about this, and drugs isn't. But for some people, using those can open a door that you didn't know existed. And then if you briefly close it, wake up, you can then work towards doing it again with a clearer head. I find it interesting that other people have written about similar things, or you see through the artwork what they're trying to convey. Using the astral dimension or astral plane as another method of travel or dimension in computer games and uh, films and TV has been quite a common thing. A well-known example would be Lord of the Rings. Uh, when he puts the magic ring on his finger, he shifts into that spirit ghost world and his perceptions are shifted into that dimension and those areas before he takes it off again. So 
being able to shift your consciousness into different dimensions, different resonances, different planes of existence. Have you ever experienced anything like this or know someone who has? Find us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to hear what you think and please get in touch. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Would you like to earn money with no effort at all simply by having your phone on? Your data is being sold around the world anyway and the Tapestry app helps you take a cut. Link in the show notes.